When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Okay, I actually, I've got like a more like specific question or like a scenario to answer that. Um, so I, like I said, I was married for like a few years. And during that time, I, I didn't interact with a lot of people. He was pretty antisocial. So I became pretty antisocial. Even though- and so when I came back out of that, I had to reconnect with a world that I didn't know about anymore. And so during that time, <laughs> like, I, I, like I just didn't. It was just a weird. <laughs> that was like, You said three years? Three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just felt like the world changed that it, well it did because dating apps came out during that time and they were you in not, a dungeon or something like i mean basically let me tell you he was antisocial as fuck and like was it was, fun uh no <laughs> i got divorced you're listening to option forward podcast a shared platform of independent thinkers and motivators join us as we capture the culture of leaders that are paving the way and sharing their inspirational stories Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome back to our show, Your Platform. I'm your boy, Drew, and we are Option Forward Podcast. I'm always joined by the second half of the show, GQ Nesto. How you doing today? What it do, what it do. You feeling, you feeling kind of floaty right oh, now? Oh, you already know. You already know. <laughs> All right. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, today we are in for a very, very special treat. Um, you ever see something or hear something? and you try not to laugh at it, but no matter what, you find yourself laughing. All right, well, that takes talent if you are able to do that, you know what I'm saying, or that person that's giving that feeling, that emotion. Well, today we got joining us uh, here to talk about how Pokemon and global warming just messed up her whole career with that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please welcome to the show, Miss Andy Whiskey. How are you doing today? Hey, thanks. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. All right. Hi, hi. What time you wake up this morning? Uh, seven. Seven? That's sleeping in for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a, a morning routine? I go straight to the gym. Straight to the gym? Yep. Okay, what you doing? What you doing in the gym? What you trying to do? I used to be a competitive bodybuilder. Like, I am out of, like, season. Don't, like, look at me and be like, you no. Like, I just had knee surgery, but I wake up every morning. I used to wake up at 3 a.m. to go to the gym for three hours every day. <laughs> three hours? Yeah. One time? It's, yeah. All in one? Not, like, not like, yeah, like three eight. hours all at once, yeah. No, I was there for three hours before I would go to work every day. Was everything good in life at that time? <laughs> <laughs> Were you okay? <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> but I looked fit as fuck. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Way to clap back, you know what I mean? Way to clap back. All right, but dang, I forgot. Okay, so you are a um, stand-up comedian, right? Yes. Okay, so how long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, a little over two years now, so kind of new, kind of not. Been around, um, been around a bit now. Well, what got you started? How long have you been doing comedy? So I started in Denver uh, during the pandemic, actually. So like, I didn't get to see like the hard, hard part of the pandemic. I started a little after things started opening up, but I, I had like my, I call it my marvelous Mrs. Maisel moment. Like, I actually like did not ever plan on becoming a stand-up comedian. I've been surrounded by them my entire life. Like, my uncle was a stand-up. And I have a bunch of friends who are stand-ups in Northern California that I grew up with in high school and they've started shows and stuff. Never once did I look at them and go like, I want to do that shit. In fact, I think, I think mostly I was like, this is so cool, you're doing that, never for me. But during the pandemic, I just hit a point of like traumatic shit happening to me that like one day I was like, fuck it, <laughs> I'm getting on stage. I got something to say. <laughs> I got something to say. If that normally does it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little inside okay, joke. Yeah, 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 I'm not going to yeah, say that. Deal. You're cold, but yeah, facts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so what is... Uh, what is like your creative process, right? Like, are do you sit and just write down random stuff, or is it like through what 
encounter throughout the day? What's your process? So like, I'll, I'll make notes when something stupid happens where I'm like, this is ridiculous, right? <laughs> where I'm like, I'll, I'll write it down in my phone real quick and then I'll go back later. Like on weekends, I'll sit and I'll just drink a shit ton of coffee and then I'll migrate to alcohol a little later and I'll sit at like a bar or something and just write stuff out. Uh, but so I you think got you got like cliff notes of stupid shit. I do 100% there's like notes in my phone and like the the notes pad And then I've got a whole like really nerdy system for it Like I feel like I shouldn't embarrass myself and tell you guys how no, nerdy. no, that's what this is for <laughs> I use a project manager called ClickUp. like it's what I use at work and I use it for my comedy now where I will like Mark the status of jokes like writing or working out or this is shit <laughs> So you have an Excel spreadsheet I, 100% and like I, I'll 100%. go back I revisit, <laughs> it's so nerdy, it's so bad. But like, I'll revisit them. So like some days on like a Sunday, I'll sit down with some coffee and I'll just go back to a joke I've been doing for a while and line by line go like, how could I make this better? And so that's that's a big part of it. <laughs> You're in there to win. That's yeah. what's up. That's 100%. what's up. So describe to us our, our, it's the first time you're going on stage. Like paint that picture for us. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like, man, I was just telling him, like, I I did it wrong. I'll tell you 100%. Like, I, I didn't do it the normal way. I told fucking everybody in my life that I was about to go do an open <laughs> mic. Like, you are not supposed to tell anyone you know. Like, it is embarrassing as hell. Like, you tell nobody, you go do it, and then you forget about it for a while because it's too traumatic. Like, yeah, no, I, I told everybody, but I did it smart, like, in retrospect. Yeah, like a Zoom call and everything? No, so, like, it was it was actually an open mic at, um, I, man, it, I did it so wrong and so right at the same time. Denver has this amazing place. Like, I, I, I feel like I should, like, talk about it because it needs so much respect. There's a bar owned by a comedian out there and it is a comedian's bar and it is so cool but it is the worst open mic to do especially for your first open mic because there are like right. 70 comedians in there right. who don't give a fuck about you like right. they are right. not there to listen to your shit and I did it there but I had told so many people that I was doing I had literally people I'd gone and like I'd met on tinder and I invited them <laughs> <laughs> I had like all these dudes there and stuff and uh, I went up and did it but the thing is I had stacked the deck like I had like a 11, 12 people there that were there for me. So they're all laughing at me, like pity laughs, right? But like, they're all laughing at me. So like all the comedians actually were like paying attention. Like who is this person up there and whatever. But I actually had jokes. Like I actually had a structure where I think a lot of people start out with like nothing and they just go talking to a mic. So like when I got off stage, I had one comedian friend who had helped me get into it. I ran over to him. I was like, Scott, how'd I do? And he was like, fuck you. And I was like, all right, so I did okay. <laughs> but when you say structures, explain that. What, what do you mean? So. Every joke needs a punchline, and I feel like a lot of comedians start out with no punchlines. They're like, this is a funny concept, and they've got this whole lead-in, which is like just, it's a good story, right? Like you tell your friends and they laugh, but without a punchline or a twist, nobody's gonna actually laugh when you're standing on stage talking into a mic. Like you need that twist, you need that little surprise to like make their brain like click when you tell a joke, right? And, and so I actually, I had that shit. I was pretty proud of it. <laughs> what was your, uh, what was your opening? Uh, yeah, so um, I started off talking about, and like this is still such a good joke, but I don't tell it anymore because it's a comedian's joke. Um, I talked about how uh, it wasn't until recently, like I was 30 years old, when I realized that Patton Oswald was not two people. <laughs> Like, I, I literally thought it was yeah. two people. And then when somebody was like, yeah, Patton Oswalt's wife died, I was like, they were both married yeah. to the same woman? Like, how did, <laughs> they were poly before it was cool? Like, how did that yeah. work? <laughs> that was a crowded room, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> All right. Um, I know you said you had like family members who, you know, did uh, stand-up comedy and stuff like that, but do you have any other uh, comedic like influences? Yeah, I, I grew up listening to like Bill Burr. Like I don't trust any comedian that doesn't talk about Bill Burr. He's the comedian's comedian. Um, but yeah, I was really into Bill Burr to the point and Tom Segura. So like growing up, I had comedy just in my life, like surrounding me constantly. Like if something happened that was like dark or whatever, and like through the pandemic when things got tough, I didn't want to watch dark shit. Like everybody was watching Ozarks and whatever. And I was like, I'm already in a dark space. Like I don't need that <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> unless I'm like actually going to start selling drugs. Like I ain't going to watch that. Right, like, right. <laughs> but it might get there, you know? I was like putting that in the back pocket. But right. no, I was watching so much stand up as like this coping mechanism of like I just need to like laugh at the end of the day because these days are not funny right now like it's not good and 
So I watched like a ton of Segura and Berbiglia, Mike Berbiglia Were you snacking up. on something? Uh, like food? Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you were snacking on something, no? Like, like actual food? <laughs> no, no, I'm no, just saying the, the pandemic, you know, you, you're over here with some like, you know, the, the, the little, the little, uh, what is it, Pop-Tart, little, little, tiny little Pop-Tart that you just eat, you know, when you're Cheesy nervous? Rice. Cheesy rice is my comfort food. You take, like, the Mexican shredded cheese, right, and you put it over rice, and you stick that in the microwave till it's all stringy. So you were doing the cheese. Oh, well, well, yeah, well, just well, sitting well, there with, like, strings okay. of cheese with my rice. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, 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 I just wanted to make sure. I was like, yeah. is that, like, code for, like, was I on drugs? <laughs> <laughs> no clothes just, here. <laughs> yeah. Coming home after work, all sad, just like, were you snacking on? Were you snacking on something? <laughs> no, no. Was it a pure thought? Here's <laughs> <laughs> a weird question. Like, what are, what are you trying to say? <laughs> like, why do I even have to be snacking if I'm watching TV? <laughs> no, that's crazy. You call me fat. <laughs> 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 all right but you said you use it like oh uh, you use your form of comedy as, a, as a, a a coping mechanism right so like you said you either gonna have the punchline or you're gonna have the twist so either you want the laugh or do you want the thought um do you structure your your lineup that way like your whole set you know what i'm saying like all right i'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you with a laugh i'm gonna hit you with some info i'm gonna hit you with a laugh but what actually works you know what i'm saying what's what would comedians say nah man don't go that route go this route yeah man that, that's such a good question it's something i'm still playing with like learn like you're constantly learning experimenting to like get exactly what you're talking about where like i have some jokes that the crowd will pull back because it's so much like vulnerable information about me in that moment where like they feel bad about me. <laughs> They're like, whoa. <laughs> and so I have to be like, don't look at me right now, you guys. Like you didn't think the girl with the mic on stage right now didn't have a little trauma sprinkled into her childhood. Like calm down, it's okay, you can laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah. <laughs> what, I, I, I could understand that. I mean, you've been on the stage before, right? Yeah, yeah. How, what was your experience like? I was just scared. <laughs> the longest three minutes of my life. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's, it's just the whole, um, like she says, it's, it's like the whole of like, kind of like seeing a dark, a, a, a dark situation and just kind of like laughing about it. Cause well, it is what it is. Nothing's going to change it. So you might as well, like life's a bitch. So it just depends how you dress it. So. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's kind of the thing. Not a lot of people are going to be like, oh, my God. Like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> is she here for therapy? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of messed up, you know? Like, yeah. And, and, the, and the worst part is, like, you don't even know who to look. Right? Like, you yeah. can... Yeah. No, you're like, just, like... Sta I, man, I like staring down the crowd sometimes, but it, it can throw you off if you get, like, the wrong eye contact where you're like, oh, this person hates me right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm blind as fuck, and I didn't see nobody. <laughs> like, I was just like, you know, I'm, hey, I'm here. <laughs> um, so what happens I, I, I think in in life as human beings like you know we're afraid to put ourselves out there because of the rejection or the non-acceptance or whatever it is but how have you ever went up on stage and just like totally bombed so like, much. how did you deal with that the next day? You know, like, it's cool. You'd be like, no, I'll just be back next week. That's what you say while you're there in a the moment. But then she's got cliff notes. There's no, 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 no. Oh, I bombed so much. Are you kidding me? Like maybe to your, to your like expectations, but like, was the crowd feeling you like now define bumming? Okay, so like I, I will say, so like I've got a really supportive partner, and he goes to all my shows, and he'll tell me all the time. He's like, you've never, you've never like bombed as bad as you think you have, and I'm like, but that felt terrible. Like, yeah. My skin is crawling right now. But like it, it was is cringy. Yeah, like but like I will walk on stage, especially like I, I feel like if you are not a white man, when you get on stage, you have to convince the crowd that you're funny. Whereas like if you're a white man, you get on stage, you just have to make them laugh. Like you don't have anything to like work against. And so I feel like there are a lot of times I walked on stage and my partner says he will watch the crowd as opposed to the other comics that have been up that night and he will see some people just shut down. And they're like, nope, I ain't gonna laugh at this shit. Whatever 
she says, even though I'm making like whoever they're with like crack up or whatever, I will see those people sometimes. Like I had one, um, I have some, I have a bunch of, uh, you actually kind of mentioned some of them. Like I've got a bunch of jokes about millennials. And I had at my last show, I headlined some Gen X at the back of the room. This like woman, she crossed her arms and just was shaking her head my entire set. And the thing is like, I had the whole rest of the room busting up, but that is all I saw was that woman who was so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> she probably has like 10 cats at home. <laughs> oh, like 100%. She was not a happy person. <laughs> but like it, like, it had, like, it was all I thought about. Like, that's just what the human brain does, where it's like, this woman, like, hated me. <laughs> and, like, why is she here? <laughs> yeah, why is she here? She doesn't think it's. Me. But then you win, though, right? Because you get her thinking. I know, yeah. And, like, it's, it's at the end of the day, you just, like, I don't know. It's an addiction. I gotta tell you, like, being on stage, like, you can have those really bad days and still, like, next day wake up, like, to answer your question and just be like, Nah, I'd do it again. Like, it's literally like waking up with a really bad hangover from like drinking too much and being like, never gonna drink again. And then like later that day, just like going hard all over again. It is that addicting, it's bad. Okay, where do you wanna, like how far you wanna go with this? Is this something that you consider as just a hobby at this point or would you take it for a long career? I, I'd love to take it as far as I can. I, I love it. Like like I said, it's really addicting. And so I want to keep like honing the craft and seeing how far I can take it for sure. I don't know if I'm going to get like Netflix special or Netflix will even still be so, a thing by the time I get that good. So but. were you like talking shit since day one? Like that's how you knew that eventually this was your calling? I, I no, I like, I, I never knew that this was my calling. Like that's the thing. It's like, I did not grow up being like, I'm going to be a stand-up. I didn't even think I was funny because I was surrounded by so many funny people. People. And so like I literally had to ask one of my friends one day I was like am I funny? And he's like you're fucking hilarious I was like but you're fucking hilarious He's like yeah but like you are too <laughs> Like it's okay Cause I just like was surrounded You're definitely by hilarious <laughs> Yeah And so uh, I didn't think I didn't think that this was gonna be a thing Until I got on stage that first time And like literally after that first open mic I went back like five, four or five days later And did it again Cause I was like I gotta do that As much as possible <laughs> And did you use the same material or you switched it up? Uh, I think that it took me about a week to keep doing similar material. Like I, I played with some different words and stuff like that. Um, it, it took a long time to start getting like a lot of new material. And like also I tried going on stage with no material. Like when you start out, you try a lot of shit and you walk away going like, well, that was terrible. <laughs> but <laughs> Do you have like a particular poison that you use like to get like inspired? Like, like what I do before getting on stage kind no, of no, 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 no. Kind of like when you're, like, the whole writing um, aspect of it. Like, like what triggers for you to kind of get on that? I mean, I know you said, like, you kind of have clip notes all around, but, like, is there, like, a setting or, like, let me just go have, like, a, like a freaking Modelo and just <laughs> chill and, like, like, what is it? What's your process? I like going to a bar and getting nachos. <laughs> just not. I don't even know if I'll drink half the time, but nachos. So nachos get to go in? I don't know. Like it's. I do that a lot, so maybe. But no, like I, I like good food and sitting there and being around people. I think it's actually the big part of it, like being around like a bar. So you're criticizing this fuck. You're just, <laughs> just like, oh shit, I got a good one. <laughs> I do just like watching people. I do think like I, the, the thing is, is like I, I probably come off as an asshole a lot of times, but it is literally just appreciation for like how weird life is like I, I think it's at the end of the day like I tried and here's actually kind of my my method at the end of the day is to like not hurt people uh in, in that like I want to make fun of me more than I make fun of other people so it's my reaction to what's going on more often than not and so see I told you that, that's really how it is it's not like <laughs> you're not being a, a pure asshole you know what I mean you're just kind of <laughs> like uh you know let's let's see the let, let's have some empathy and have some fun with it. Yeah, life gets weird sometimes yeah, no but like like speaking of that like as a I always see like my view of a comedian would be either someone who tries to like drop knowledge the whole set or they're just trying to make you laugh but with that being said you know you know what happened with Chris Rock you know what I'm saying <laughs> that brought up a, <laughs> no, not, 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 I'm trying to see this what I was talking about I'm not, I'm not try to laugh but no um, like should there be um, an out of bounds you know what I'm saying? For comedians? Man, I'd say no. Like, I want to say that, no. Right? I, but I, I think, like, at the top level, I, I do believe no. However, I think hate is hate. 
and I think if you dress it up as like trying to get a laugh from it, I think it's still hate. And I do think that you should get called out on that because I see a lot of that. Like I do comedy in Orange County. I have never <laughs> seen like as much shit as like I've seen. Like that shit County. got dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've done comedy in like Kansas City and like Nashville, but Orange County. Is <laughs> They're on some other shit. They're on some other shit, but. Like, I do think hate is hate, but I do think at the end of the day, the crowd's going to tell you, like, if it was good or not. If it's not funny, it's not funny. Like, you're, they're not going to laugh. But I, that being said, in Nashville, I do remember getting so angry because the crowd hated me, and that happens. But they loved all these comedians doing I hate my wife jokes, which are also so 90s. And, like, just why? Why is that funny to people? But whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> Fuck them. It's, it's, it's wherever they're at in life. I don't know. It's not mine to say, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's the stupidest shit I've heard. Like <laughs> They were doing jokes about, like, like literally they were doing jokes about eating pineapple to make their cum taste good. I was like, what are we in high school? Like, I made those jokes in the 90s. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> All right, so... You know the name is Andy Whiskey. Like, is is that your stage name? Is that your, you know? It's on my driver's license. It's on your no driver's way. license. Yeah, but I did change it. But I did earn it. <laughs> like the whiskey part, or uh, my first name too. Actually, I've changed both names. Um, I won't give my legal birth name, but uh, no, I changed it over the years. But I've been Andy Whiskey since 2010. That's like a whole process. Why? Oh, it's a bitch of a <laughs> why, process. Why, why did you do that? <laughs> I gotta prove who I am constantly. Where I'm like, no, I swear to God, here's me. <laughs> I'm about that whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the the thing is like, so I got married uh, ages ago. I don't recommend it, but I got married when I was super young, right? And uh, I changed my name to his last name at the time. But at the time, I was already going by Andy Whiskey. So like that goes back a lot further. I ran a skateboard magazine back, back in the day. And I went by Whiskey because a little bit just because one, I'd earned it. I, I would drink like Fist Jack on my own at skate events. Like I was... I was a terror, but like, uh, I, I also went by whiskey because there was still a little bit of sexism in the scene and people wouldn't carry my magazine in their shop if they knew it was owned by me. But if whiskey's putting together this magazine, like, yeah, they would carry it. It was weird. And so, um, I was whiskey on Facebook cause that's how everybody like in the world. Like, how was the other last name? Like, I mean, you don't got to say it, but was it like, like, no, it was cool. Was it like, like, like. Smith? No, or... I had a I had a good I had a good name. Like I grew up, people told me like, oh, your name sounds like somebody who should be famous. Like I grew up with like actually a, a pretty chill name. Um, but I I just stopped using it. Like like I said, like 2009, 2010. Um, and I went by Andy Whiskey. Well, I went by Whiskey, but then like I was Whiskey on Facebook, and then in 2010, 2011, Facebook was like, no, you need a real name. And it fucked <laughs> over. Like you guys remember that time? It fucked over the whole skate scene. Like I had friends that went by Salty and Stretch and shit, and it fucked them all over. They had to change their name on Facebook to like Salty. And I'm not gonna give his last name and like whatever. But they had to like just Salty Jersey. Like everybody had nicknames, <laughs> salty right? Jersey. Like uh, like well Salty and Jersey, like two different people. But like no um. And so they all had to put like, you know, their nickname plus their last name or something. So I, I put Andy Whiskey. And after like a year or so that I had high school friends like messaging me and they're like, hey, uh, we were just talking about you, me and like somebody else from high school, but like we forgot your real last name. We've just been calling you Andy Whiskey for a while. And I was like, I think that's just my real last name now. <laughs> like, I think that's just it. And it, it got to a point that when I got married, people thought it was my real last name. So they kept joking with my ex-husband. They were like, you should take her name. And um, so I took his, <laughs> right? <laughs> but like, I, I took his last name, and, and it was it was also still a cool name. Like, I will say, like, both of my last names were very Irish. I sounded very, very, very fucking Irish. Um, so I still do. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm on a trend here. Um, but uh, when we got divorced, I I had a attorney. Like, it was all super amicable. He's chill. I make fun of him on stage, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but uh, when we got divorced. I told my attorney, he asked me, do you want to take your maiden name back? And I was like, I, I thought about it, I was like, yes. And then I was like, wait, no, like nobody's known me by that name or my married name for like 10 years now. I was like, I, can I just go by Andy Whiskey? And he was like, we can ask the judge. And then like, <laughs> so we literally had to, for a divorce in Tennessee, we have to go in front of a judge in front of like an entire room full of people who were there for like domestic abuse cases and like other shit. And like my ex-husband brings fucking friends 
friends to this hearing too, mind you. Like, it's a very amicable divorce, but he can't show up by himself. Like, he brings friends. So they're sitting there in, like, the front room while he's on the stand and I'm on the stand, right? And, like, I, I'm staring at them as, like, the judge is, like, looking through the paperwork. And he's like, so I saw in here you wanted to take your maiden name back. And my attorney goes, like, actually, Your Honor, she uh, she wants to change it to what she's been going by with her, her businesses and going by for the past 10 years. And the judge, like, starts flipping through the papers and he's like, what? And my attorney's like, she actually like to change it to Andy Whiskey legally. And he's like, look at the paperwork. He looks over at me and then he starts to tell me like what he has to legally say. And he's like, uh, by changing your name to this, are you running from any criminal activity or debt? And I'm like, with this name? Like, I am now the villain. <laughs> like, <it's... laughs> but yeah, just as I'm like staring down my ex-husband, now ex-husband's like friends in the front row. Like, yeah, I'm Andy Whiskey, I guess. <laughs> like, okay. it, was, it was a wild moment, but yeah. So name changed. That was weird, right? Yeah. Like just freaking going through that whole thing. Like people go through like like so many different situations, but here you are, like working your life through changing your fucking names. And shit yeah. like, <laughs> like, like no, not today, not whiskey. Let's let's go buy the let's Johnson today. Like, <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's dope. That's kind of tight, I do have dope. like three IDs in my my wallet right now with three different names. Different passports and shit. Different too. hair color, like eh. <laughs> you don't know if I'm a Russian spy or <laughs> crazy. That's dope. That's all dope. Uh, in your opinion, like uh, as far as like when you when you do your shows, are they all like open mics or you actually have them like scheduled? Oh, like I yeah, I do mostly shows now. I try and like avoid open mics like the plague uh i'll do if i gotta work out new material i'll do like a bar show you want the real terrible. ones at your show right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hell yeah like. <laughs> I want, bar shows are a nightmare though but no I, I i mostly do just shows these days um yeah any funny nightmare oh yeah i uh i headlined a strip club in nashville <laughs> and it wasn't until so like one I so knew, they were like laughing and horny like, it was i don't know like it was wild like i didn't know what i was getting into if i'm being honest i think it was my first time i headlined so like i i was just eager to headline i was like oh this is awesome right but i was like but it's a strip club it was supposed to just be comedians and then after that dancers started <laughs> you right? the cheeks yeah <laughs> like we were just like we were the the fluffers <laughs> like we were just like i don't know I don't know. It's a terrible idea. It is. But, like, he, at the last minute, he called an audible, the producer of this show, and he put dancers up in between the comics. And, like, that is, I mean, it's one thing to follow a bad comic. It's another thing to follow a goddamn stripper. Like, and then to top things off, I didn't realize that Nashville was full nude. And so, like, I'm standing there, and, like, girl starts dancing. I turn, I'm dancing. Like, I had just started uh, dating my now partner, but, like, we're fresh boyfriend, girlfriend, right? And I turn to him, and then I turn back, and it's just full-on butthole, like, in my face. I was like, oh, I didn't know. (laughs) Were they serving wings? No, there was no food. There was not enough alcohol. (laughs) The hilarious thing about it all, too, is, like, we didn't know. None of the comics knew there were going to be, like, actual dancers in between the comedians. And then, like, the the fucking pole had, like, streaks on it. And prior to the dancer going up, the comedians were touching the pole. And then we found out why it was streaky after the dancer went up. And I was like, don't touch the <laughs> so comedy gets weird sometimes. There were sanitation <laughs> issues as well. Oh, man. Yeah. That's pretty nasty. <laughs> Wouldn't want to be at that one. <laughs> um, would you say, like, as far as an order, like you said, you, you opened, would you rather be the opener or the closer? Uh, I'm better at, like, featuring or headliners, and I think, like, good comedians know where they should be in a lineup, like, until they're good, good to, like, headline, and I'm, like, I'm getting to good, good to, like, I'm, like, trying to work there. I can do small shows and headline, like, pretty well, but I'm a great feature. I am not a good opener, because, again, like, when I get on stage, I have a very particular look, and the crowd already, like, makes up their mind about me before I open my mouth, so then I have to work against that, and if I'm opening, that's a lot of work to set up the other comedians. Like, we gotta get them laughing, we gotta get some energy in the room so like i've opened and i've done okay but i'm not a great opener and i think good producers also know that but i'm a great feature because i will take a crowd that's already a little warm and as they're starting to get like a little tired in that like lineup because they've had a couple comics and stuff like i will bring that energy back up to set it up for that headliner like really well and so that's kind of like the spot like the sweet spot for me right now nice nice what about you where would you where would you want to be if you uh 
Well, actually, when you start, we won't even talk about that. All right. You don't want to talk about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm in the capacity of it. <laughs> All right. Um, when, okay, so now that, you know, it's out there, you, you know, you're taking it seriously, right? Are you expected to be funny even like at home with your family? I think so here's the crazy thing is is like I, I didn't think I was funny. I think I am like a little bit naturally funny and I've just recently realized it. Uh, and it took me a while to figure out why too and it's because I didn't get like enough validation growing up which is kind of like the classic story for comedians but like I want that little extra something in like Were you any weird? interaction. No, I was actually like so this this sounds like humble bragging but like hear me out. I was actually like super smart to the point where nobody paid attention to me because they were like, she'll just take care of herself. So you were a nerd? I was. No, I was super nerdy. I was like a, a I was a straight A student. I had a 4.3 GPA. I dropped out of high school at 16 to go to college. Like I was very smart, but my family didn't pay attention to me. They paid attention to my sister because like she was a good student, but they would, they would like, she would get more good jobs than I did, you know? And what were your jobs? Well, like, no, I mean, like, 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 it doesn't make any sense for It doesn't me. make any sense because you guys are supposed to be very, like, like emotional. And go with the flow. Like, like, you guys get your feelings hurt. Well, I, I do deep down. I'm like, don't insult me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, that's, that's the same thing. Hey, that's, hey, that, honestly, that's, like, a, that's freaking courageous. That, that's pretty, that's pretty dope that you're actually, like, okay, like, being freaking thrown into the sharks and just talking shit. They <laughs> laugh, you know? That's pretty cool. All right. In your opinion, uh, not like, do you think comedy or being able to do it is it a gift or is it something that anyone can pick up the mic and just do as long as they develop? I, it's. I mean, it's a little bit of both. Like I've seen the natural talents out there where I'm like, can never get on your level. Like there's some psychopaths out there. Like on on your everyone's radar should be Jordan Jensen. She's one of my favorite contemporary like comics right now coming up in New York scene. Um, that woman is insane and it's just natural for her. It's just the way, her, and she works for it, like she does, like for sure, but I think it's it's a good mix of like, you need some natural talent for sure, but you also gotta work for it. But there are some of us that have less of a natural talent that just have to like work really hard for it at the same time. Hmm, okay, all right. So, <clears throat> do you, <laughs> no, 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 I, I had I had like two questions in my mind at the same time. <laughs> it kind of got stuck. <laughs> it was an awkward moment. It was an awkward moment. It was an awkward moment. Let's call it for what it is. It was like, huh. Uh-huh. Interesting. That was not the answer I was expecting. But um, if that's how you feel about it, Andy. <laughs> let's, let's proceed, okay? Where was I? Moving on. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but no, uh, I would say, or I would ask, like, okay, so, you know, maybe I think sometimes, I think the most, the beautifulest art or the most magnificent thing that you've probably seen, like, or see or experience comes from a place of hurt. You know what I'm saying? With Kizik Can's free shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. You said that you went through an experience and I got you going. Um, what did you try any other alternatives or like you know what I'm saying like journaling maybe like skydiving <laughs> did you try therapy first no no no, no. 
did you write this shit in your fucking journal? <laughs> no, because you don't know. Like I said, I mean, art. You, you think about just sharing with your friend first before you <laughs> took it to a room of 30. Did someone give you a hug? <laughs> were, were you trying to fulfill the the the, the non-acknowledgement from your parents into the into the into your adult scene? It took like, 30 minutes to get that out, bro. <laughs> but no was it was it something else you know what i'm saying because like you're hurt so what did you do then Um, what's the first thing you do drugs (laughs) (laughs) uh no like so it it was uh it it was i I watched stand-up like i I watched stand-up to calm me down like it was like my method and But, but let me let, let me chime in real quick. Uh, do your parents regret not paying attention to you? Like, now that you're actually popping? Mm, I think they're a little worried about me being a comedian now. I don't know if they're proud yet. <laughs> they're ready for the intervention? <laughs> they're scared right now of what I'm going I mean, to say it's, on stage. It's your, you could say it's like your side hustle right now. You said you got yeah, an actual yeah, yeah. career because you like using like sale and <laughs> right. office like 480 <laughs> instead of 365 no. yeah no i'm definitely not one of the struggling like comedians out there i am i am very blessed to have like a, a supporting let's call it a job that supports my my comedy career for sure um but i wouldn't say my parents are very proud of me <laughs> uh, are, are you doing better than your sister can I say that? Like, is, is she, if she hears she this, she lives a block from my you parents, so you can just, like... No, I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? A parent at some point is going to, like, regret it. Like, ah, oh, shit. Like, this, this was my winning, like, fighting bird. You know what I, mean? I don't know. Uh, I've got a whole bit that's literally in my, like, my little Excel sheet. It's titled Disappointed Mom. So, like... Wow. <laughs> I mean, you could have been, like, one of her strong ones. Like, every, like, mom and dad tried to say, like, bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she didn't need it. The other one did, but deep inside, it's like, no, the other one has better potential. Like, <laughs> this one's, uh, she's a little slow to process, you know? <laughs> but yeah. what, what, so, the answer? I will, so. I, I mean, like, I, I think they're they're a little proud of where I'm at in some parts of life. They definitely wish I turned out different for whatever reason. But I'd say, like, they've got no reason for that. Like, I've, I'm, I'm successful by a lot of measures. And, like, being on stage and being a comedian, too, I, I think they have really mixed feelings about it. Especially because, so, like I said, my uncle was a stand-up comedian. But, like, my uncle has a lot of differing beliefs in them. I grew up super conservative. I grew up super, super conservative in Northern California. So, like, it, as you guys know. That's just like the Orange County of <laughs> up there. Like it's just the same. And my uncle's just very liberal, and he he did talk of uh, he talked. I want to say like loosely, he talked shit about the family, but it was just like it was literally like what you do on stage. Is <laughs> you just like you make fun of like weird shit that happens. So like he would have jokes about how he grew up in Oklahoma, California, and like you know that. That's so, no- <laughs> so they're over there like squeezing their butt cheeks because she's just like, oh shit, what is she gonna say? Oh, what is she gonna say? Yeah. What is she gonna say? Ah oh, fuck. Like, but. You know? <laughs> but like last fucking last night I get a text from my sister and she's like did you know that our father started a Facebook page called the downtown or the squirrels of downtown like their town name and she's like we just found out and he's been running this page for a month and a half posting photos of squirrels he takes on walks to this Facebook page and like I know that everybody like cause she's <laughs> <laughs> No, I I know. Like that's a lot to digest. I'm still in process. I found out my dad's leaving it. Are living a double life. So, like, <laughs> and so I know that they. He's know got that. too much time on his on yeah, his dad. Like, Okay, let it's, me walk the squirrel real quick. No, it's hilarious. There's literally like a post on the page that's like, didn't see any squirrels today, but here's a, a photo of their cousin, the cottontail, and it's just a photo of a bunny like that he saw on a walk. But like, so like, my sister goes like, there's some more like material for your comedy. And so, like, they know, like, some of this stuff's going to end up What is your mom stage. saying about all this? Oh, she hates it. <laughs> like, I know she hates it. I haven't heard any of it, but I know she hates it. But, like, I, I've got some, like, positive... I try and, like, like I said, like, I try not to hate on the people in my life if I'm talking specifically about them um, as much as, like, make fun of how I turned out because of the situation. Your mom's like, I should have took some vitamins. <laughs> 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 I told you I should have never took that hit. <laughs> Well, why didn't you switch it up, though? If you felt like they wasn't giving you, ain't nothing you can do about it now, but just hypothetically, right? So, like, because you were the smart one, 
you know what I'm saying? It was 4.3, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Johnny Rocket just headed to space already, right? Why didn't you, like, start failing tests? And, well, I or, think actually... Or how did you act? Did you act out? I think that's my comedy. I think I started acting <laughs> out by making jokes and being, like, the clown of, like, look at me laughing because I didn't need that. I was getting straight A's. Like, you know what I mean? Like, comedians... <laughs> you were arrogant as fuck since day one. <laughs> you're like, look at these idiots. <laughs> But yeah, like, I feel like a lot of comedians, um, like, the stories I hear is, like, they started acting out because they didn't get attention because they weren't good at things and they weren't getting attention. But, like, for me, it was it was literally the same, but it was just, like, the flip side of it is I, I was really good at stuff, but, like, people were like, she'll take care of herself. We'll just let her do her thing. So I, I would show up to family events and I would just make jokes the whole time to the point where I felt like I was being obnoxious. <laughs> and, like, I was like, I know that this is annoying, but fuck, give me attention. <laughs> like, for something other than the thing that you expect of me, because everybody expect me to get another straight A and do another So you were talking walk. shit as you walked up. Huh? You're like, can't wait to see that. Like, <laughs> that's but, cold. But no, I like. I, I think I don't know if I read that, but you you talked about the skateboarding. Yeah. Right. So you, you used to board like. I was, like not good. <laughs> I got so like I will never claim to have been any kind of like a good skateboarder. Any broken like, bones? Uh no, I've had four knee surgeries. Okay, I feel like so that you were kind of good. <laughs> I was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was never good at skateboarding, but I, I'm a really good um, enabler. Let's let's put it that way. In that, like, I had a bunch of friends who were skateboarders, and I was I was skating with them and stuff. But like, uh, I, I picked up a, a camera. This is you keep calling me arrogant. This is probably a great story to just reinforce that. Uh, <laughs> I, I picked up a camera and I started doing photos of them skateboarding. And one of my friends was like, "You should submit that to a skateboard magazine." And my brain went. I could be in a skateboard magazine. I should start a skateboard magazine. And I literally, instead of ever, I never submitted my photos to a magazine. I just started my own. And like, we, I mean, we were, we were a thing in the downhill, I will say, the downhill like skateboard scene. Like I, I hung out with like Jay Adams back in the day, rest in peace, and like Christian Soy and the like. Like I, I know I hung out with more. Like I, I, I just was really drunk at the time. <laughs> like I, 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 I knew I was kicking it with her. I, 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 you I said think Tony Hawk. Yeah, too, somebody said I hung out with Tony Hawk, and I was like, fucking when? <laughs> I think, I think that was one of those nights that I finished the fifth of Jack. So like, it's just. <laughs> hey. Thug life. <laughs> so what was that like? I mean, because, you know, this was some time ago. So, like, how was you publishing it? Who was doing the work? Like, was you doing oh, everything was, by yourself? Yeah. So, like, like I said, I'm a little bit of, like, uh, I, I'm a workhorse. Like, I do a lot in whatever. So, like, I did all the graphic design. I'll say it's one of my proudest things that I've ever created. I've created a lot of stuff. Like, I'm, I'm actually, like, a world-renowned photographer in my industry. Um now i will say my skateboard photography was shit <laughs> like i should not have been in any magazines actually but my my design for the magazine was great but like i actually created a little crew uh that we we ran this magazine out of oceanside and um it, it was pretty chill like back in the day it was it, we went from sack to oceanside uh, so i've moved i've moved i think if i counted right now probably 20 times in the past like 11 12 years uh i went from i grew up in like the sacramento area and i moved down i went to csulb uh but then after that i went to oceanside and then after that like i said i moved to north carolina then portland seattle nashville denver and then back because those places suck <laughs> 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 Nice, nice. So, and are you, so you got the career, you got the stand-up, you got any other side hustles, any other hobbies that we should know about? I mean, the bodybuilding, like, I, I don't do that right now. Um, I, I don't have time. It takes a lot of commitment, but I did get on stage a few times. I took home trophies, so, like, I'm, I'm good at that, too. <laughs> Does that count for okay. anything? <laughs> Give me validation. And I, I want to make sure, no, no, I want to make sure that I'm paying attention to the knee. You know how somebody says something, like, repetitively, like, so I want to make sure I don't want you to <laughs> the knee like, like her, her no, knee no because she like her, her, her knee oh <laughs> what else like, yeah. like, you have a tear meniscus like what do you mean well I did and then I had surgery <laughs> how did that happen was it was it through training uh so I I've had one surgery on my left knee and three on my right from I, I literally was like a tri-sport athlete was it like up. domestic violence no. What? <laughs> no, I just did all the sports. I did basketball, oh. volleyball, uh, track, cross country, and skateboarding growing up. Like I, I just went hard, and my body's not 100% built for it. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
So how's the rehab going? <laughs> when are we going to see you back on stage? Oh, man, like probably not in 10 years, but I'm training for it now. No, I, I've lost, like if I stood up right now, my right leg literally looks like half the size of my left. I've just like lost all mean? the muscle. Like it's just, it's, it's lost all the muscle. Like I'll show you all later. It's weird. <laughs> it's, like nerve damage? No, it's just uh, when you have like knee surgery, you like overcompensate. And so my left leg still looks fine, but my right leg, I haven't been using the muscles right. So it's gone. Like it's, You know we're going to get old, right? She's going to be bad. Oh, be... I, I'm planning on dying soon, hopefully. <laughs> I can't afford to get much older. <laughs> Make sure you don't miss. You can't miss. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be retarded as hell. Like, oh, shit, like, what happened? <laughs> you can't say it's an accident. <laughs> and then you suffer even more, live even longer. Chihuahua is vegetating. No, I've crazy. done enough at this age. I can't keep going. <laughs> All right, all right, I got a hypothetical question for you, right? I'm gonna call this the elimination game. You gotta eliminate one, okay? Okay. All right, so in this game, your your three options are, gotta eliminate one, cell phones, sports, or music. Which one are you eliminating and why? Cell phones, 100%. I don't wanna talk to fucking nobody. (laughs) I will lift weights and listen to music all fucking day. Don't talk to me. How do you think society will be will handle that? I don't know. So like, okay, I actually I've got like a more like specific question or like a scenario to answer that. Um, so I like I said I was married for like a few years, and during that time I I didn't interact with a lot of people. He was pretty antisocial, so I became pretty antisocial, even though I'm a very like extroverted person. And so when I came back out of that, I had to reconnect with a world that I didn't know about anymore. And so during that time, like I, I like I just did. It was just a weird. <laughs> that was dark. You said three years. Three years. Yeah, and yeah. You just felt like the world changed that. It, well, it did because dating apps came out during that time. And they Were you in not, a dungeon or something? Like, I mean, basically, let me tell you, he was antisocial as fuck. And like, was, was it fun? Uh, no. <laughs> I got divorced. Like, <laughs> was it fun? <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I left him for like, a reason. You left the people to just, just go chill. No. Like, it was terrible but like uh i I came back and dating apps were a thing now so before that i was super extroverted and like i I always have been during except for during that time apparently it was just weird but i i was super extroverted so like i used to go to bars and i would talk to whoever was in like a 10 foot radius like that's what i was known for like that's just me like no i'm that person i'm a problem (laughs) like it's just there are certain people that go to bars to like drink alone and like they don't want to be near me like i'm the one that's just like so i had life like, but I, I came back after like getting divorced and came back to like the world where swiping on people was a thing and people only went out if they had seen the stats on tinder and i had no idea i thought tinder was the gay one like i I had no idea that like tinder was a dating app like i didn't i didn't know anything coming out of that divorce and so i would sit down at bars to meet people again and they didn't want anything you were out there with with vengeance oh i was i was i was to be fair i was probably out there like thirst like not thirsty for like (laughs) dick but like (laughs) thirsty for attention Okay, but the point was, the point was, so like I would be sitting in these bars and like people would not want to talk to me. And I realized after a while, of course I didn't blame myself for this, but no, I I, I realized after a while it could be because they were used to, like, especially dudes at bars, because like there are not a lot of girls sitting at bars by themselves, right? And like dudes at bars were used to like before talking to a girl, seeing her stats. Like, does she want kids? Does she not? Is she liberal? Is she conservative? Like they knew everything. <laughs> Everything about oh, her, right? On these apps? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have not been on the no, apps, like you. <laughs> and so like people are so conditioned to be like left, right, left, right. And like here I'm at the bar, and they're like, I can't fucking swipe on her. She won't shut up. Like yeah. it's just like they were like, I don't know her stats. Like I just feel like it, it changed where they were like, I don't want to talk to you until like I know like basics. And it, it was weird. Like I, so I, I ended up like getting on the apps like briefly, and like that was a nightmare. <laughs> and so like I feel like without that, we would connect more in person again. Like still, because I know back in the day we did. Like I would hear more about somebody's like family life than I ever wanted to sitting at a coffee shop. And now people just aren't that way as much. Dang, that's crazy. 
Do you like take vitamins daily? <laughs> What's your thing with vitamins? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Are you a supplement rep? You're like, I got like, you. You got a lot of fucking energy. That's what I'm like. Fuck. It is extrovert. Like, that is all I am. I am by definition. Like, like I get. Like, like, you're like a morning person, huh? Oh, I am. And I like being around people is where I get my energy. Like, I, I need to be around people. I don't have to talk to them all the time, but like, I get my energy from being around them. I'm just like a little succubus there. Just like, just <laughs> sucking up the energy for being in the room with them. <laughs> yeah, that shit. That shit. Yeah, I, I could. I could see that. That, that. You have a very uh, um, uh, active aura. <laughs> Strong. <laughs> Those are a couple ways to put it. <laughs> Some people use other words. <laughs> like oh shit. <laughs> She's out. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming to the conclusion of our show. We always open up the microphone, the table of discussion to our guests and to our hosts. Um, today, we're going to start off with our guest, Miss Andy. Um, is there anything you would like to share uh, with the listeners and viewers? Anything you would like? Uh, man, something that's been on my mind a lot lately. So like I said, I just moved back to L.A. after being gone for 12 years. And especially if you guys have a lot of listeners in L.A., like... I've heard a lot of hate from people who live here, and I feel like y'all should appreciate it more. (laughs) Like, I have lived, like I said, in North Carolina and Nashville and Portland, Oregon, and like Washington, just fucking everywhere. And the cost of living here actually is pretty comparable. I'll say that right now. Like, if you live in a city anywhere else in this country right now, I'm saving money by moving here from Denver right now, which is crazy. But I feel like if you just stop for a minute and like look around, like, LA is beautiful like there are flowers blooming everywhere you've got palm trees like we don't have that in Denver Denver is just like dead like it's just like (laughs) desert like there's nothing and like it's they got mountains which is cool but you got mountains out here too like when there's not smog (laughs) you can see that shit and it's beautiful like I feel like I wish LA appreciated the amazingness of the city a little bit more which I know it's like human nature to like gripe about your situation and everything but after living for 12 years all across this country like this place is sick like the people here are awesome everybody's doing something cool like i love that and so i just like encourage everyone to like take a moment and appreciate that you're surrounded by a bunch of doers you're surrounded by blooming plants and agriculture that like is making like cows that actually taste good like you got like the grocery stores here like actually have fresh food like we didn't have that in denver (laughs) (laughs) our spinach was wilted by the time it got to the shelves like it, it was it's different in other places so like being a little appreciative of how cool living in california is like man it's great here (laughs) gq nesto well shit hey uh she can't be wrong on that like for (laughs) sure you know we're we're definitely blessed to you know live in california even though it's expensive as fuck but um i think uh we definitely want to thank all of our listeners and um you know just uh Keep uh, supporting, you know, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> we, we need we, we need this uh, platform to, you know, elevate and um, we can all relate to some capacity. So, you know, let's let's cherish that, you know, and uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. Most deaf. Well, I think they said it all and they said it best. I'm your boy, Drew. We are Option for a podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>